welcome to the Husker 24-7 podcast, weekend edition, working on a Saturday. Uh, we've done that before, and we've got a Husker 2020 revised schedule in front of us. Are we still hyped, Brunts, after we've seen this schedule, or, or are we not anymore? Well, it, it's football, um, and that's a reason to be hyped. Also, um, you know, we'll get into it. It's, uh, it's a schedule, that's for sure. I think that's the best way I can put it. Um, Nebraska's going to need to have its big boy pants on right out of the gates. So uh, what, 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 were, what were your takeaways on, on – uh, I guess first, should we set the stage on what's actually here for people that maybe haven't seen it? We can. Um, I think it's easiest to divide it into almost two sections. You got your first four games, um, which are rough um, on paper. Uh, Nebraska opens at Ohio State on October 24th. That game's already set, right, on Fox for 11 a.m., is that correct? Uh, Not an official time yet, but it is the Fox game, so if that's their – their primetime game has typically been at 11. So um, I think it's probably a safe bet that that will be a, uh, a noon kick there in Columbus, 11 a.m. Uh, in Lincoln. But that's not official yet, just kind of reading tea leaves there. Uh, okay. But it is on Fox. So you, you're probably going to get a little uh, Gus Johnson, Joel Clad action, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, uh, Gus Johnson on the call – gives me hope that Nebraska can maybe keep it close. Because you're thinking of his, mar- his, uh, his kind of connection to March Madness thrillers, is that what you're thinking? Uh, where he goes, drama comes with it? Yeah, he's just going to, at the end, just going to be yelling guys' names like he usually does. Adrian! That well, kind of thing. He so. also announced the 70-31 to 31 Wisconsin-Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they, they opened at Ohio State. Uh, then they play Wisconsin on Halloween um, in Lincoln uh, for the second straight year. Uh, they play Wisconsin and Lincoln. And then they play at Northwestern November 7th. Okay, that's okay. Um, although Northwestern's going to appreciate not having to conduct a silent count in their own stadium this year with no fans there. Maybe um, they, do, they do anyways for old time's sake. They pipe, in, they pipe in Nebraska <laughs> fan noise. Uh, over the Northwest Ryan Field speakers, and all the professor, all the professors get angry at Northwestern, thinking we didn't, we thought we didn't have to deal with this rubbish. Did they? And also, how long is the grass in November there? I, I'm assuming this has got to be a muddled mess by that point, right? Could be. Uh, that'll be that'll be a new thing to find out. Um, and then there's Penn State November 14th. So the first four games are at Ohio State, Wisconsin and Lincoln, at Northwestern, Penn State and Lincoln. Um, your initial thoughts. We thought we believed that Ohio State, Penn State could be the crossovers because uh, they were originally on the 2020 schedule. Um, but also, I mentioned in the last podcast midweek, I thought Bill Moose, you know, he'd said out loud he thought it might be fair and equitable. And I was thinking, well, he's maybe looking at the schedules because he's on that committee. Maybe he convinced them that that wouldn't work uh, for Nebraska's situation. But obviously, the Huskers lost that battle. And so they're playing two top 10 teams in the first four games. Actually, you could argue they're playing three top 10 teams in the first four games. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not. 
the, the teams that Nebraska is playing are not there, – there should be no surprise there. I mean, the, the Big Ten really didn't have uh, any, you know, huge magic there and kind of what they did. Um, they basically took the, the, the schedule that was there previously and took away the West at the East game that weren't the semi-permanent crossover. So the, the, the team shouldn't really be a surprise. Um, certainly the order uh, is what kind of gets your attention. I mean, that it's the, the second schedule that they rolled out felt like that was going to allow Nebraska to kind of ease into things a little bit more, but man, I mean, you, the, the one thing I you can maybe say that, that you know, works in Nebraska's favor and that, that opener against Ohio State is you're going to be playing in front of an empty stadium in Columbus uh, right out of the gates where you don't really know, you know, teams probably don't know what they're going to have or how guys are going to react. You kind of hope that's the case with Ohio State if you're Nebraska. But, I mean, maybe, maybe that uh, the, the lack of atmosphere perhaps works in the favor uh, of the visiting team a little bit. I'll tune to it positive a little bit. Um, I thought even before it was announced that playing a team like Wisconsin earlier in the year might be of benefit. Um, for example, I, I mentioned them as one of the teams, if Nebraska got them opening weekend, I'd say you, you say, all right, let's go. Let's try that because, and I say this with no glee at all, I, quite the opposite but Wisconsin has been one of those pro- programs that has had disruptions uh with the COVID-19 thing they had to pause workouts and you know Barry Alvarez has been answering questions up there about can Wisconsin be ready to play October 24th you know because of the disruptions and so again I say that with no happiness at all it's a it's a tough deal for everybody but when we just talk about the competitive standpoint of it um, I thought they were a team where, you know, they have some obstacles they're going to have to work through uh, to get ready, you know, in the next few weeks. And um, Nebraska, we'll see if Nebraska has some of those hurdles come their way too. But I feel like the one thing the Huskers have going for them is they seem to express that this has, for all the problems there have been with this offseason, that – it has been about as good as it could go as far as your chemistry and keeping positive tests down as much as possible. And from that standpoint, if that could continue for Nebraska, which we'll see, um, you know, there's some reason to believe Nebraska could be in better position early in the season than some other programs. And so that's where you could make the argument. Yeah. Take on the big bullies on the block right off the bat and, and maybe you catch them. And, and also Nebraska's moved the ball really well in Wisconsin the last two years in normal times. And honestly, probably felt like that game should have went down to the wire last year if they play better special teams and, um, you know, finish a few more drives. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we've kind of talked about this throughout the off season that, you know, Nebraska has a lot of returning guys on offense and, you know, you've got a returning two-year starter at quarterback. You have a lot of your offensive line back. Uh, obviously, wide receiver is a question mark. Um, you, you have a, a solid returning running back. So, you know, maybe, maybe that does help you, like you said, to play those teams early on. Um, you know, I, I could certainly see where, you know, a, a team like Michigan State having to play that kind of schedule right out of the gates, um, 
you know, good night. I mean, that, that's not happening. So, yeah, I, I think it's manageable. I also think that, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be important, I think, for the coaching staff also to – I mean, let's say if things get sideways in those first few weeks to, to keep the team focused and, and kind of moving forward. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, that this this team obviously wanted to play. They've said they wanted to play. Um, you know, they, they, they fought to play. And uh, they're going to get tested right out of the gates here. Yeah, and – because of that, and again, I'm not conceding that Nebraska game to Wisconsin at all. I think, I think Nebraska can fight those guys, and it could, it could be a, a very tight game. Um, and I think Scott Frost's offense, for some reason, Wisconsin has had a stout defense going against it, but uh, it hasn't shown when they've played against Frost's offense. Frost's offense has moved the ball for a lot of yards. So who knows in that one? Um, but let's say there's, everybody's going to make this statement, oh, they're going to be 0-2, 0-2, and players aren't going to buy into that. But even if that happens, I think that November 7th game at Northwestern is gigantic in this particular schedule because if that happens and you're 0-2, that's a big moment where you go against the team. I think we would all say that's kind of a pick game. It always feels like that with Nebraska Northwestern. It can go either way, usually to the final seconds or overtime. And so if Nebraska could get that game, you know, then you get Penn State at home and you've got some winning vibes and you take your shot. And then November features Illinois at home. And then you're at Iowa and probably a Black Friday game. And so I look at that November stretch, Northwestern, Penn State, Illinois, Iowa, and I see that as the, the chance for Nebraska to really announce its progress if it has made some, which it thinks it has. You know, that's a, that's a month where there are games that are, you know, you're an underdog against Penn State, but the other ones are probably up in the air. And if you, can, if you could win three of those games, um, I think it would tell us a lot about that this program is in a different spot than it was a year ago. Yeah, and then you finish, uh, you mentioned the, the Iowa game, which is currently set for a Saturday, could potentially be moved to, to Black Friday. I, I would expect that'll be the case, um, you know, for, for that to be moved to Friday. Uh, then you go to Purdue, and then you, you finish up on December 12th uh, at home against Minnesota. It's uh, – if, I, I agree with you, Brian. I, I think if you can get through that stretch in November, even through the, the Illinois game, I think, you, can, you have the potential, I think, to finish strong down the stretch because it's – the thing I just keep going back to is, you know, as we've seen so far in, in games around the country, I mean, it's, it's going to be a weird season. You're, you're going to have – key guys missing you're, you're going to have position groups that are maybe leaning on depth a little bit differently than they would normally um you, you kind of have to deal with just you know how dialed in guys really are um you know and and the, the other thing too i mean with the way that, that the university's schedule works out academically i mean those last three games are going to be played when players are, have nothing to do but football. I mean, they're, they're going to have full attention on uh, those last three games. So uh, maybe, maybe that also kind of works in Nebraska's favor a little bit there too. 
If I asked you to put Nebraska's games in four categories. It's a lot of categories. Ca- I know. I think it'll make sense, though. Okay. One category is they're the favorite to you right now. With what you know, they're the favorite. The other is that's just a pick em, straight pick em. The other is slight underdog, and then the other is just true underdog. Um, and I separate slight underdog and true underdog because I do think there's a distinction there with in major ways. Like if you're comparing Ohio State to Minnesota, like I would say Nebraska's a slight underdog to Minnesota right now. But I would say they're you know, a true underdog to Ohio State. So thinking about those categories, how would you place those games? Where are games where you'd say, first off, Nebraska's a favorite? Illinois, Purdue. I, I still think I would say Northwestern as well. I, I think it is, as close as those games always end up being, I still think Nebraska – I think Nebraska should be favored going into that game. It always feels like Nebraska's got more ammunition when they play Northwestern, doesn't it? It always feels like they they should be winning the game by ten or fourteen, but they aren't. <laughs> you yep. know that that's that's always like how those games go. But that's also how Northwestern plays. So I've kind of come to accept the fact that they just do enough things right to position themselves to be in the game in the last five minutes. It's like um, a it's like a wrestling match where somebody's trying to write out the clock. I mean, you're just kind of hoping for like a one point win. Yeah, um, I think you're about right on that. I would I would say Illinois and uh, Purdue, Nebraska's favorites. I'd probably put Northwestern in a pick'em category, although I I know where you're where you're coming from because I kind of think that too. And I think Iowa is in the pick'em category as well. Um, I don't know if you think that, but. They have a new quarterback. If I mean, those games have went down to the last second, even when Nebraska hasn't been fully uh, loaded for them um, with some injuries and stuff. I I just feel like that game's a toss-up. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say Iowa. Um, what 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 do I have? What what's my cat? There's a I have a gap between you're underdog and you're allowed and to. Sl- you're allowed a slight underdog category. Okay. okay. I, I would say um, – yeah, I think Iowa, I'd say, is a pick em. I That Minnesota series has always been so interesting to me because the, there's been a lot of games where this, the scores have really been one-sided both ways. Um, but, you know, with that game being in December, I mean, who knows? But I, I guess I would say probably right now I'd have to put that in the slight underdog category. Yeah, that's where I have it, just because of what Minnesota did last year. And I think you have to respect that. Um, I know there's a lot of people here who say, prove it to me again, show me that you're that type of program. But they did it, and Nebraska hasn't in a while. And so I'll, I'll give them that uh, slight advantage. Although there's a big decision. Some of what we're talking about – is clouded right now because we don't know if certain guys are playing or not. You know, like we don't know if uh, Rondale Moore is going to play for Purdue for sure. Um, uh, the, the wide receiver, Bateman, uh, Minnesota. We don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know the latest on Micah Parsons. He seemed pretty iffy. Uh, but you're talking about one of the best players in college football, whether he's on Penn State's roster or not. Um, so that, that changes the – what we're talking about a little bit 
I'd say the true underdog games are Ohio State, <clears throat> Wisconsin, and Penn State. Although, um, as I say it out loud, Wisconsin and Penn State are both in Lincoln. And that's the thing. If Nebraska could get one of those two games, if they could pull the surprise in one of those two games, that really changes how we view everything of this season. Like if you knew now that Nebraska was going to pull a surprise in one of those two, um, people are looking at things a lot differently. Yeah, no, I, I, and I would even be maybe tempted to, to put Wisconsin in the slight underdog category, but I, I, just for the way that Nebraska offensively has, has moved the ball. And it, it's funny, you know, when, when you kind of start looking at, you know, where these games would fall, so much of it is just Nebraska staying out of its own way. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's, uh, it just feels like, you know, if Nebraska stays out of its own way, I mean, you should have a pretty comfortable game up at Northwestern. Um, you know, if they just stay out of their way, you, you maybe like their chances of, of going into Iowa and coming out with a win. So uh, that that's the – I guess that's kind of the big question mark and has been for a while. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, if, if you're able to, you know, get Wisconsin or Penn State and you come out of that stretch two and two, I think the season looks a heck of a lot different than it does if you go one and three. Mm-hmm. Well, anything else? I mean, there's a <clears> – <throat> A lot of people cracking jokes at Nebraska's expense today, saying you wanted to play football, you got your football in front of you. Um, Try this on for size. I don't completely get that because I think most athletes and most coaches and most athletic directors in the Big Ten wanted to play football. Um, So it, And also some of these analysts who are saying this, they also wanted football. So it's odd that they'd take shots at at people who just wanted to play. Um, But – that said, uh, that's going to be out there. That's, that's going to be a narrative with Nebraska going into this season. Uh, that There's some groupthink going on with what Nebraska thinks about this situation, and that's been established. And the, really the only way you can fight back is to go win. You know, you got to win and you got to knock somebody off, and that's what makes the joke stop. Yeah, and I think it also, you know, the, the winning part of it too also helps you when you're trying to advocate for schedules and, and that kind of thing. I mean, I, it makes your voice a little bit louder um, than, than it would be otherwise. And, you know, I, I think from the national perspective, I mean, first glance, yeah, that is a tough stretch to start the season. If it, the other part of it is, is, you know, Nebraska's 2020 schedule was going to be really tough anyways uh, with, with the way it was going to be set up. So, it shouldn't be a huge surprise um, that that's what it looks like, but you, you, you know, you play the schedule that's there. Um, you, you're happy to be able to compete if you're the, the players and coaches and uh, you just got to give it your best shot now. In a big picture way too, we talk all the time about like the 2019 class and how they're a huge sidebar to this Husker season where, you know, if you see improvements from those guys coming out of this season where you feel like they're starting to make a mark by the end of it, you're feeling pretty good about the future of things if that is happening. And I guess you would say, you know, what better way for guys in the 2019 class go up against uh, Penn State, Ohio State, you know, see where you're at um, in this sort of abnormal time and um, 
see how much further you have to go or if you're closer than some people think. It, it might not be the worst thing for some young players um, who get that experience. I mean, remember last year, that was the game Nebraska was really thin on the D-line. I think one of the Davis twins was out and maybe Darian Daniels was injured or something. Mm-hmm. And they actually played a lot of young guys that game. Like Ty Robinson played probably his most snaps. I think Casey Rogers was in there and some of those guys. And so they at least have had some experience against Wisconsin types. And now you just add on to that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you, you, you look at, I lost my train of thought, but I, I, I just think that with, with this schedule, you know, it's, it's going to be fascinating because you, 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 you don't have to really deal with the redshirt question this year. Uh, which I think simplifies things a bit. I think you can get creative uh, maybe with how you use guys. I mean, if there's a, a guy that's new on campus that makes sense in really small situations or fits a really specific role, I, I don't think you should feel um, like, like you can't go to that guy. Maybe that simplifies things a little bit. And, and I agree with you. I mean, the, you know, how quickly Nebraska is able to hit the ground running this year is going to be dependent on that 2019 class, which is kind of what Nebraska wanted, why a lot of them are redshirted and brought along. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to need to, to be ready. I, I think, you know, you, you can really see pretty early on uh, in games that have been played already um, which teams were ready and, and which teams were not. I mean, it, I think the Big 12 is very – very much shown that a lot of its teams were not um, and, and is showing it again this week. But uh, that, that's the challenge for Nebraska is, is to, to really have those young guys ready to go because uh, obviously the, the competition level is going to be really high. And yeah, I, I think you're going to need a lot of those guys to handle a lot of reps and snaps early on for you. Yep. Well, competitors love this stuff. I mean, if you're like Omar Manning right now, you look at it, you're like Ohio State, Penn State. I mean, that's why you come to a, a big school, you know, to play yeah. in games like that. I saw Wandale Robinson had the gift or jiff, however you want to say it, of uh, Cam Newton kind of looking at it, respecting what's in front of him, but shaking his head like, let's go. And, I mean, that's that's all you can ask for from your guys. you just like, all right, there it is. Let's, let's, let's buckle up. Yeah. All right. That's, all right. Uh, we've, that's we've dissected it. Get us out of here so we can uh, go do some ap- apple picking or something. Is that what you're going to do? Um, no. I'm going to watch. There's some terrible games on on this Saturday as we're doing this, but I'll probably find myself watching one of those terrible games. Well, Brunts picks apples, and you should come to Husker 24-7 while Brunts is picking apples, and I'm watching football and read all the latest. We've got a season before us. Come to our site. We'll have plenty of coverage. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.